we should be clean. We can just raw dog the fuck out of Mean Girls, honestly. <laughs> Which is what I feel it deserves. I'm sorry if you really like it. episode of season two folks season two season two season two (laughs) (laughs) we love yeah we hope everyone's been doing well we're so thankful for everyone who's written us over the break we needed a little time to celebrate our small holidays and sleep um for a change it was nice just do nothing but just like binge netflix all day for a couple days i have watched some insane things we will talk about the prom on the pod don't eventually we'll get eventually we we will talk i actually didn't watch it over the break though so we when we do it for the pod it'll be the first time i watch it i did binge it over the break I, in a little, we're going to flesh out a news corner a little more going forward, Uh, but unfortunately today our news being, and by the time y'all hear this episode, it will be very old news, but that Cicely Tyson has passed away, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is very sad. Other news is, um, oh, it was something. It sure was a news corner. We're killing the new, everybody welcome to the news room. Do you guys feel up to date now? (laughs) we're killing the news today folks i think it was about fauci saying that broadway could potentially resume in august as well as some theaters are booking out their summer seasons already which would begin in march which feels a little soon for me but i am happy at the thought of getting people back out there I'm happy at the idea of theater opening, Broadway <laughs> opening. It. I hope it opens before August, but if it opens on my birthday, that would be great. Uh, it'd be a great birthday present for me. Happy Leo season, everybody. We're back to our stars. You know, like that would be awesome. <laughs> the reason we're doing this episode actually is over the break, Mean Girls announced that it would not be returning to Broadway. Which is a bittersweet feeling in that it was bad. Abby starting the first sentence about the show, Abby says, it's bad. But it's sad that it closed because of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is sad that something has to close. Do I really think it has to close? No, there was so much money behind that show. Do I really think it's that sad that of all the things to close, it's Mean Girls? No, again. Was I weirdly sad on the day that it was announced that it was closing? Yes. And that because I think they said they were closing Frozen, but that was it for the most part that we knew about before this, right? Yes, maybe, maybe not. Also, I'm sure there's some we've forgotten, folks. There's a lot of it's there were cool. quite a few plays that announced that they weren't coming back, right? Which, uh, as usual, I am discriminating against plays, which is a terrible thing I do because I go to New York and only see musicals. So please roast me in the comments. I love plays. I just don't remember which ones said they were closing. And Abby said, I'm smart. <laughs> no, I just said, all I want to do is be a theater director and theater's closed. But what mm. a cute mug. Thank you so much. I got them with our marketing director, Sarah Lasser, today at home. <laughs> our goods. empress of marketing, Sarah Lasser. Oh my goodness. But today we have my the king of my heart and home, Brian, here. He's my roommate, everybody. Make some roommate noise. Roommate of the pod, Brian. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> 
Roommates of the pod are extra special compared to sweethearts of the pod because roommates of the pod have to deal with recording the pod in their homes. Oh, I love. Well, um, Abby can attest to this that I'm basically this a musical true. theater kid. That's true. Without love, any of the talent. That, oh, with um, all of the talent. All of the passion. <laughs> of, uh, the passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'm sure you're very talented. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. A little bit of our, a little bit of our romantic background. I moved in and we met each other in this quirky little panorama that we're all in and he just happens to have so much MT knowledge and every time I'm dropping stuff we're just chit-chatting right on away and for the bootleg of Mean Girls that we watched mm-hmm. roommate of the pod Brian came in clutch roommate of the pod Brian said yes please watch the show that opened less than a year ago on Friday <laughs> it was in my Rolodex um, <laughs> oh. other slime tutorials that um, I hope to whip out later on continually throughout this Panda Express this Panda um, Express because I know we will need to get some empty stuff in but uh, I that- am a very big Mean Girls fan he's a Mean Girls stan I'm a stan in a way that's great Wow. Okay. So I wish I could tell you all the stats about the source material, but Mean Girls came out in the 2000s. (laughs) Did Mean Girls come out? Mean Girls was created by Tina Fey, and originally she wanted it to be a musical, which I think is very funny, but then she's like settled on the film somehow, which again... And it came out April 30th, 2004. (laughs) Yeah, Cassidy, Google those stats. Google those stats. Oh yes, folks, I'm running. And then her and her husband developed it into a musical, and a lot of the hot takes I'm about to deliver are centered around that because her and her husband met while she was a comedian and he was an improv pianist and if you observe musical not musical mean girls through the lens of it being an improv musical it's great it's wonderful it's this really (laughs) genius production happy you've told this to me before and that's cool and all but i'd like to introduce to you what improv is um but before i completely roast you for that because i think it is obscene we're we're gonna let brian play a bit a minute yeah buddy wait 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 let me grab my phone oh it's right here i'm a dummy amazing amazing so brian you have one minute to tell me cassidy and the zillions quadrillions jillions of fans that we have and have garnered over the break the entire plot of mean girls the musical are you ready Sure. Uh, actually, before that, you're going to have to answer really complex questions as part of the math leap. <laughs> oh, Are you ready for that? I mean, I did take AP Calculus in high school. Okay, well, then you're already smarter than me. So <laughs> we're just going to move on past the math, folks. Oh, my God. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. Um, have internalized trauma from bullying in high school? Well, then Mean Girls is the musical for you. <laughs> Katie Heron, a white girl from Africa, yes, um, moves to, I believe, Chicago and is living up her high school fantasy. A part of this high school fantasy is marrying queer icons uh, like Damien and Janice, who are just there to support her and, and carry her through the complexities of the ecosystem that is Mean Girls. But along the way, she does start falling a little bit in love with this lifestyle of being a mean girl with all of the calteen bars and or calteen bars shoving down uh, others throats and um hitting other people with buses and things like 15 that 15 seconds left um but then it comes full circle when she realizes that um all she needs to be is fearless and oh my god <laughs> um shoot and like reach for the stars and like all of them can be friends as long as they share a tiara and, and yeah, time that's it 
That was that was lovely. Please write them for us. The intonation, yeah, the candor, like... all of the above. Fantastic. <laughs> Did you practice that? No. Uh, I told you I'm a musical theater kid. <laughs> you felt rehearsed. You felt a touch rehearsed. <laughs> it was good. That's a compliment. It was so funny. He was like, I'm nervous. I was like, you're going to be literally Cassidy and I like, sh- like just yeah. ruin this every time. <laughs> Completely. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for hyping me up. This is what I needed this Sunday. <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for kicking us in. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye Brian. Brian. I love you. you. Roommate of the pod. So yeah, most people know the story. Mean Girls, pretty big movie. Basically, Caddy comes. She gets taken by Regina George, and then she like help, tries to help her friends be against her. Then she's for her. Then she's against her again. And it's just some good antics. I thought again. Okay, I guess let's fly, die, or retry, or I'm going to start talking too much. Fly, die, or retry. That's the first time I've remembered to do it, Abby. You always have to stop me. <laughs> no, you did it one time last last season, too. You did it. I was like, Cassidy's <laughs> taken my part. Like Abby always has to remind me that our show has a format and a time <laughs> and a pattern. Well, Cassidy's in charge of making sure that it doesn't go over... And it becomes a show and not literally just her and I chatting for an hour or two. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'm here to redirect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fly, die, or retry, Cassidy. It's just fine. Like, it can... <laughs> I don't care to retry it. I don't think it, like, is bad enough to kill. But I don't... Like, it's not anything... I, w- I don't want to let it fly because I just think it's bad. I think... Okay. Is it fly, die, retry, or sigh? Like, do we give it a, do we give it the yeah, other? It's a sigh for me today, <laughs> folks. I, my hot take, and I'm going to give it right up at the front. I think these are the kind of shows that clog up the toilet of Broadway. <laughs> I really, 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 really do because they have a big name attached to them. They have big money behind them. So they book the theater like three years out. So no new work can come book that Broadway theater because who would give it to a new play that sounds kind of weird when you can give it to Mean Girls the musical Mm -hmm. and that's just not what we need in this moment also so white yeah and we'll get into it because I thought there were egregious moments of whiteness at certain points yeah Abby fly die or retry or sigh if you got to I I mean I don't mean to be disrespectful of the dead but like sometimes people just belong six feet under the ground and like I feel Mm. like I feel like the one good no i'm not gonna say that actually i'm not gonna say the one good thing to come out of the pandemic is that me and girls closed like i'm not gonna Uh, say that i i uh, i i thought the actors themselves did a great job some yeah i don't know i don't want to be i don't want to rip this show to shreds even though like that's my opinion about it i'm gonna loosely rip it so <laughs> I would say, oh, my actual formal take is uh, retry it, but just change the name to bring it on the musical. Because if you're going to do oh, Mean yes. Girls, you might as well just go ahead and do bring it on the musical because it's better. Most holy crap, you could have made you could have created stick it the musical and I still would have cared more about it. Than this. I just think that if you want to do Mean Girls, the musical if you like want to do like a fun, funky, funny high school like musical, like do Heather's or bring it on. Yeah, my yeah, my ultimate opinion is that Heather's was just way better because I've so many times, especially because so many of the actors had been in Heather's. Yeah, we're gonna talk. I didn't love and a couple and Taylor Loudermilk was in Bring It On. I was like, 
This is just Heather's and me and bring it on had a baby and it had Tina Fey's name behind it. And so thus it was better. But was it? Yeah, I thought all the songs were super weak, except for about two. I don't know if I even agree. Yeah, and the ones that I did like that I didn't hate, it wasn't because they were good. It was like this melody's fine, I guess. It just had super inconsistent themes. It had super inconsistent themes, both yeah, sonically I, and lyrically. It, and I kind of feel like in the 2004 movie, and it's been a while since I've rewatched it. I know that puts me in the minority here. Mm -hmm. But I remember there being good takeaways by the end of it. And, like, I think... Like, I feel like the movie did have good lessons, and that was why it really extra blew up, because it was super funny. And that's what I'm saying. I think that the musical lost sight of the fact that it was called Mean Girls in Act One, and it lost sight of the fact that ultimately this show wraps up to be about, like girls need to be nicer to each other because everybody else is already so mean to us sometimes. It lost yeah. sight of that in act one because it was so focused on that metaphor of high school being like a jungle and it brought it up more than the movie did. So then I was like, you need to rework act two to like have a synthesis of the mean girl theme and the jungle metaphor. You just like lost yeah. the jungle metaphor in the second half when it was already so, and it was just like, it wasn't just, it just wasn't balanced thematically for me. Sweetheart of the pod, Daniel Roberts saw this live and said he didn't feel like the girls were mean enough in the beginning, <laughs> which is, it, which is honestly a little fair. Like they're, pardon me, like they're, they're bitches. Like they're real bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like that's shown really well in the movie. I just think some of this just has to live in 2004. Yeah. Some of, oh my because God, they, that is one of my notes in here is that uh, it's a period piece, but some of the ways they incorporated um, social media into the musical took it out of its right. period. Because they have her in a juicy sweatsuit. So are we not pretending it's still the 2000s, but also we have social media and like some weird 2020 updates? And also like Regina's whole thing is that her ass gets fat, but if it's not a period yeah. piece, yeah. then like 2020. In 2004, we weren't about the thick ass, but now. But like 2021 is like all for a fat ass. Like this is not, yeah, the, the, it's true. the periods and styles were not properly like thought about because they're so modern and contemporary. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to jump in, but Go I have something to say about every song. Okay, wait, let me pull up a song list too, so I can be following. Cool, great. Yeah, I take my notes with my song list like embedded, so forgive me. Awesome. So we open with Janice and Damien, who sing cautionary a cautionary tale. tale. Like I, had, I like the bit of the two of them starting and telling the story. I thought that made sense, but I can see some obnoxious person in like the meeting being like, it is their story. Like it's not. We completely neglect them for most of the movie. And also just, okay. One of my biggest pet peeves from a directing standpoint and from a story structure standpoint was how inconsistent the use of like looking directly at the audience was. Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought it was improv -y for sure because I kept that in mind. Be the narrators or don't. This like weird half thing is so gross. Like, like that could have been such a cool trope to incorporate to tell this story with in so many in so many different ways and I just half-assed. Yeah, I just think this whole musical was really half-assed in my opinion because you don't have to do much to sell tickets to it. And what makes me mad is like, it could have been really cool. Yeah, so then Caddy sings It Roars and I said the famous lines feel really forced. It roars, 
Um, also, Bring It On did that that transition from It Roars into the high school scene. That like transition where she comes down stage. Bring It On did that blocking first. Yeah, very Heather's. <laughs> um, Heather's did the lunch trays first. Heather's did the lunch trays first. I'm like, bro. And I didn't think the lunch trays were that good in this one. No. Which brings us to Where Do You Belong? Which is where? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? Um, which is when Janice and Damien are just kind of like explaining all the clicks to Caddy and where she should sit at lunch. I said the song was way too long and I'm not about the trays that much. And when they bung them on the table, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. they should have used the sides of the tray and gone corner to corner. One, two, one, two. I just think each uh, group should have used the lunch trays differently as a different type of musical uh, yeah. instrument to show how each group was different from one another rather than like- That'd be very nice. All that was done there was like a little bit of introduction, a little bit of costuming. Like they just- did- Yeah, because they did sing a song about how different everyone is and then they all came together to be like a chorus line, which doesn't really match the sentiment. Yeah, they don't look the, they all looked the same same even though we were singing about their Mm -hmm. differences their costumes didn't look that different i think that it's just like mean girls really missed some opportunity leaning into theme and i mean that both structurally camp and aesthetic wise too yeah i didn't think there was enough camp really here for me to uh, it it felt like they tried to make it earnest and there's no way to make a 2004 movie at a you know mean girls you can you can make the characters earnest you can flesh them out but yeah i might cut this joke but it really just felt like straight people trying to do camp like they really just yeah (laughs) yeah i felt exactly that way abby i felt exactly i can't i'm looking through my notes because there was a specific joke where i was like okay oh yeah we got some takes a lot a lot of more of my takes are in act two we get stupid with love which is when caddy meets aaron does an advanced plot the, uh, yeah, I was. I it was the only song I really liked, though. Oh, the only song I like is um. So your best friend screwed you over. Actually, nice when you're not nice. Well, I have some advice because it's happened to me twice. That's the only. That one. was that was really good. I did really like that. That was like by far. I was like Barrett, you killed it. Thank you, Barrett. Yeah, I had some problems with Barrett in this show, though. I. I don't need everything in that low nasal place, like Veronica. I'm not doing that great of an impression, but she had a lot of low notes. She had a lot of low notes in here and they should have just transposed them because by act two, by the time she's saying, I'd rather be me, I was like, this is where I needed her vocally the entire show because this is her actual range. I don't need, I'm going to chew the low words right here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she just like, I don't know. I think they kind of fudged Janice. I was like, come on. Yeah. Janice could have been much more fleshed out. We could have had actual queer representation. That isn't the funny white gay guy. Yeah. Like actually hearing what it meant to her when they turned on her and were like, oh, she's a lesbian. We never address that. Whether, and even it's like, whether or not she is, it's like being outed, not out secluded because of some perception like that is harmful. And yeah, no chance. No she doesn't, I, like, her plot isn't about a boy, yeah. but, like, I don't know. I don't really love her character arc. I think she gets you, she gets spit out. Can you guess who my favorite character is and also who the feminist icon of the show is? Um, Is it What's Her Name, who I thought was the best, potentially, in the whole show? I'm just curious to think. name is Ashley Park, Gretchen Wieners? No. Is it, um, oh, oh, I know. It's, like, the weird girl. What's her name? Karen. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's Karen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget that that's Karen. Karen is a goddamn feminist icon in this show. And it's yeah, so strange. How I don't really love that the stupid one was the feminist icon. I don't know how I feel about yeah. that, what that says. But 
It doesn't change the fact that Karen was there and a feminist icon nonetheless. I do want to take this opportunity to shout out Ashley Park. I yeah. I thought, you know, I think she's really good. I think she did. She played Gretchen Wieners. I think she did this role really well. I think the editorial piece she wrote about Asian representation on Broadway was really good. She yeah. wrote that, yes. Yeah, that editorial was good. Yeah, I I just like her as a person a lot. I said, okay, I guess the Kenya joke was kind of funny because she goes um, in Stupid With Love, he ran from me and we're in Kenya. So he ran fast. Like, okay, that's funny. That's like, I'll give it to you. (laughs) This is where I start to lose my shit, quite honestly, because (laughs) they did not need to cast the teacher as a complete Tina Fey copycat. Oh, I felt like ego was involved there. It's not like Tina Fey's character in this movie is that iconic. No one would be like weird and what an easy, 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 not even trying place to insert an actor of color. But instead, let's choose someone who looks and talks just like fucking Tina Fey. I mean, so did the principal. The principal looked just like the principal from the movie, yeah, too. Yeah, and Amy Poehler. I wasn't happy about it, you know? Like- and Erica Henning. What? Erica, who played Cat, Like, they all looked exactly like the movie, except for Ashley Park. Yeah. They said, let's throw one Asian girl in. I didn't appreciate it. Apex Predator. I said the pink polo looks really cute on stage. <laughs> I was like, honestly, very cute. This is the one that I lose my shit on. <laughs> uh, this is, yeah. I'm like, no. The metaphor, yeah. no. You either have to, the re- after you do a song like that, the rest of the show has to play with it, or you cut that song and you were not consistent enough on it. And I hated it. Yeah, and I don't like Katie's little, like her little interlude to herself. Is that not the lamest melody you've ever heard to repeat countless times throughout a show? And just supposed to be showing like introspection? Yes, I What's wrong with me? Sung by Gretchen Wieners. I said, lame song. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I thought it was lame. I, okay, that's another song that I was like, that theme should show up, that sonic theme more often because basically everybody's dealing with their own, like, what's wrong with me? And you know what musical they show that in? Heathers when they sing Lifeboat. That's true. That's true. But I just think like, since the point of the show is everybody is kind of projecting their own insecurities onto one another, and that's why they're all becoming so mean, the what's wrong with me theme should be repeated and yeah. used in other songs more for, because I liked Way when more. the mom yeah. did it too. I thought yeah. that was really funny and really like poignant. I thought the melody could have maybe been a little better with it, but I, look, the, the melodies of most of these songs suck and aren't complex. I'm trying to be nice. Sorry, folks. We started this podcast to get hired, but not hired. So if you're going to blackball us from the industry, just do it, I guess. But... Yeah. I'm trying to be respectful of the dead and critiquing ways that they could have pr- improved Fruit rather than just like i'm not i think this musical just had so much privilege in <laughs> its creation and the fact that it never had to struggle for money and the fact that there, it was probably one meeting where all they said was like yeah we're gonna make it a musical and then everyone put money up. i said dear tina fey i have a couple of questions the first being why the second being ah why and the third being why did you get rid of the interviews with all of the other girls who had been bullied that was the funniest part that was 
was such an easy ensemble. I totally forgot that until this moment. It would have been so easy to pull the ensemble members and like flash a tweet in the background while they say it and be like, she punched me. Like those, that's the funny moments. Those, that's what made Mean Girls like move so cool and yeah. like so fun. And that's how, that's it part of how the smooth. movie. Yeah, that's how, part of how the movie like achieved the awareness that this was about girls needing to be nicer to one another. And it establishes high school so much yeah. more than like we're in a jungle. It's like, oh, people gossip. Even to copy Dear Evan Hansen, even if you want to send a tweet, ping, 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 ping. Even if you want to copy Heather's where it's like, that one moment where it's like, I leave her tied up for the rats. Like that transition is great. Yeah, those are great. I just really love Heather's. We're not trying to say that there can't be like two pieces of media, both about exclusively mean white girls, but like they should both be good. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you're going to clog up Broadway in this way. Good Lord, because I if there wasn't a pandemic, this hoe would have stayed open so long. It wasn't it. And not even like not to mention the tour. The tour oh, is going to yeah. do what the Bring It On tour did, Abby, and what the Shrek tour did. Well, no, the Bring It On tour toured as its Broadway audition. It didn't tour after uh, Broadway. That's right. I knew I knew they yeah. had something interesting with their Come tour. Come for yeah, me like, with Bring It On Abby, knowledge. <laughs> Abby's so into Bring It On for someone who has nothing to do with cheerleading. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I can't fucking even do a cartwheel. I'm not even sure she like liked the movie that I did. much. But the musical, she really is all about. It was Lin-Manuel. How am I supposed to not? We're saving it for her birthday week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, then we sing sexy, which I thought was also lame. And I said overdone, overdone that they're like, oh, we're sexy Halloween creatures. It felt like a watered down version of a five-year-old joke. Okay, but I appreciated sexy for this, like they took the Jerome Robbins approach to choreography and approaching a dance number that comes logically at a point in the story. Whereas the rest of it was just like, what is going on stylistically? Because, you know, yeah. it's it's the Halloween party. So, like, that's a very logical place to have a big dance number. And I was like, okay, yay, logic. Congratulations, Mean Girls, you did it. <laughs> I would just like to point out that back when Mean Girls came out in 2004, they were being original, poking a joke that one of them's like a sexy mouse. And, like, now we absolutely have people that dress up like that at Halloween oh, and yeah. not... Not ironically, like the deer, huh. you see the girls who put on the deer oh makeup my God. and like brown lingerie. Every year there's some animal that we sexualize. Gosh. I'm hoping, I'm really waiting for the year that we sexualize the possum. Like I feel like the what? possum deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really not about that. That scared me a lot. Yeah. So I thought sexy was lame and overdone. Um, someone gets hurt. Which is basically like the flip, like, oh, now Regina's sad. And Katie kind of feels bad for her all throughout, but it's not that good. I thought Katie, the actor who played her, was very compelling. I I rooted for Katie at certain points, but I I just got detracted by the fact that the material was bad. Revenge Party was a good song, though. I said better. That was my note. Revenge Party. Da, 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 da. And I'll end up with Aaron when it's gone. Na, 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 na. I like someone gets hurt because I mean Taylor Loudermilk really just like yeah pops th- pop the hell off there at the end. I don't like the song necessarily. Is that Katie Taylor Loudermilk or is that no, Regina? It's Regina. Okay, I thought Regina was good. 
Yeah, yeah. I I had some costuming questions about her though. I thought Why the was white she always top in white? Was <laughs> I thought like the weird like I, I it just aged her in an odd way. Like they could have just put her in a little spaghetti strap top because it's the early 2000s and called it a day. But they were confused on what it was actually because Cuz they had no they definitely didn't pick a year for this cuz they didn't know how to keep keep to theme while also trying to update it. And the answer is pick one for the love of God. It is pick one. And my personal opinion, Tina, if you're listening, baby, Tina, also, if you're listening, I just want to say like, I, I am roasting you. Yeah, I you. do admire you, Tina. But I, I actually look up to you a lot. Like I read <laughs> I your book. I have read your book. <laughs> <laughs> like you are one of my, like you're on my career vision board. You're one of the people that I like look up to as like we an all around creator that you refuse to cast people of color in pretty much everything you do great for women not great for people of color <sighs> and you're really you're hurting my heart tina because it's time to adapt you and, and change, amy polar like you do make me laugh and when you presented at that one award show where you roasted george clooney i think do you remember that no i do not i think it's george clooney because george clooney has some really ridiculously successful wife and they were yes. like listing all of Amal Clooney, the um, civil rights lawyer. Yeah, they were like listing Cuban all. Rights lawyer. They were listing all of her like accomplishments over the year, and then Tina Fey was like, "And we're here to award her husband this evening, George." <laughs> it was hilarious. I laughed, but I expected better, baby. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am disappointed. I, I'm. <sighs> It's really challenging and it will be challenging to see how Broadway emerges from this because are we going to book a bunch of things that we know will make money? Are we actually going to take a chance on new work when Broadway returns? Mm-hmm. Because to say. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that people will be so worried about the industry that we're only going to see movie adaptations. And there's just too many. I don't need Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical, even though I think that one is actually going to be good. I just don't need it. What's the one? I didn't need this. I I didn't didn't need need... Tootsie. Oh my God. Nobody needed Tootsie. Oh my, no one needed Tootsie. Nobody needed Tootsie. Santino Fontana, baby, what were you doing over there, honey? There's more coming though. There's more movie adaptations. Yeah. What's Pretty Woman, the musical? Like I even like that movie. I don't need to see it. I don't think that did that well. I know they were doing out of town tryouts. I just also wanted to shout out the dog puppet. I I just thought good. it was funny. It's a good puppet. Yay, puppetry. More puppetry on Broadway. More representation of puppet makers. We do love puppetry. <laughs> um, so then we have Fearless, Someone Gets Hurt Reprise, end of act one. Fearless. Fearless. So fearless. Yeah, again, I just... It's, it was just lame. I'm going to move on. I just didn't think that was the good girl pop ballad. And like musically, we, I would have pushed for Mean Girls to sound a touch more poppy in a touch less musical theater. Not at the full end of the spectrum. Like I don't need it to sound like six. Clearly shout out six, really loving it. But something, a drum, God. So we open with a cautionary tale and then we get to a number I hated called Stop with Damien and the ensemble. And he's just, be, he's like, stop texting your ex. When da, 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 da. And I said, did they think this wasn't misogynistic just because they threw the gay guy in it? This is when I was like, okay, so this musical 
this is this is the number where it's like this musical is not actually a Broadway musical that went through development and a production process. It is simply an improvisational piece every evening where they just like riff on their jokes every night. They just like they're just building on jokes and then then they get to the end and they realize they're out of time. So they just like quickly grab back for one wholesome theme and they wrap that bitch up and then they call it good. And if it's an improvisational experience, then I'm like, wow, look at all these people saying yes and together. But it's not, Abby. The thing is, it's not. <laughs> but the thing is, they had several months and endless monetary funds and endless resources. And it still ended up being milk toast white bread with some like lame underscoring of music that I could have plunked out on a keyboard. Sorry, folks. Abby and I are risking all chances of future employment, potentially by Telsey and Co., potentially by Tina Fey, potentially everyone who put up money for the show. But hopefully we're just so charming and lovely and likable that people will just like have to look past that. We're like the two old man Muppets, but we're like cute and into the theater yeah and also like well stalton and come on i know you know their names abby i don't but i know you know them stalter and waldorf there we go maybe not waldorf but it's definitely stalter because it's walter but with stalt interesting <laughs> let me mansplain stalter to you really quickly <laughs> you so much. look you know i'm here for the muppet content always <laughs> oh my god um, i said Books. so one of the girls then stands up in the <laughs> I would just flung her phone across the room. <laughs> it's absolutely cracked. Like, I don't know. I don't even want to look at it. It bounced off my bed and onto the floor. I'm just going to look at it after we record this. I've had such bad phone juju. I've cracked my t- phone like six <sighs> times this year, and I have never cracked it before then. And I'm still waiting on a case, so it's like a naked phone that just bounced off my bed. My friend on, like, her third day of work, they were like, oh, we got a new office phone. It's an iPhone. And she was like, oh, great. Let me put the case on it and dropped it and cracked the screen the day it arrived. (laughs) All right, folks. um, So I've got a girl. She uh, in stop. She stands up and she's like, stop when you want to send a nude and put your face in it, essentially, is what she's saying. That's Karen, yeah. That's Karen. And then she goes, okay. Someone should just teach boys not to do that in the first place, right? And everyone yeah. claps. I was like, okay, like that is, yes, funny and a good line. But this entire song just like trashes that idea because it's saying women are the problem because yeah. they need to stop doing what they're doing because it's making them seem desperate. It's making them seem weird. It's attracting them negative attention or it's annoying the boys. Yeah, literally. It's never like this could have been such an easy throw the gay guy in for a men's sock number. You know, we could have roasted on men in a very funny way in this number, but instead we chastised women. And like, why was this the top number? I said the top added absolutely nothing for me in this. No, I actually, I, I get it. It's called stop. So you wanted it to be a show stopping number, but really it was just a plot stopping number. And I was ready for it to wrap up. Like, let's go, come on, move on, move on. Let's go into what's wrong with me reprise which is Gretchen and Regina's mom. I said, tired of this reoccurring melody. This show took a very misogynistic turn. Amy Poehler's character, also a carbon copy. Uh, And then a very lame action, which in acting terms, sometimes when your director thinks you're not singing truthfully, they'll say, we need to find an action for you in this moment. We need to find something for you to do so that 
you're not hyper focused on performing and Mm -hmm. like this still reads and so they had her mom go pick up the laundry and start folding it for no good reason while singing also this whole show is park and bark city park and bark everywhere it's so bad (laughs) and i was like it the show also missed a really because the show had the movie had all those interviews with those girls as the asides it missed a really cool opportunity for like a greek chorus moment of these women all telling this story together and like how they like came together and i feel like if they had done that they would have avoided so many park and barks because the ensemble would have been moving for plot purpose i can't get over how important and big that is that they left out the little candid interviews because that could have moved the plot along in such a more organic way and then i heard that she did this boom cut to the next so much of the drama could have just bump, 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 And that's we what the show going. needed, pacing, because it was the same thing over and over again. So we get into whose house is this, which made me want to have a seizure. I was so angry that there was a second party song. I was like, that, are you- Honestly, you're right. I didn't even realize it was a second party song because it was so bad and you can't define what anyone's saying and the dancing isn't cool enough to make it worth it. And it really, really, really sounds like someone is just scratching records. Also, whose house is this DJ sounds like, like an- like the 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 ugly stepchild of big fun yeah absolutely (laughs) we get to more is better i liked that scene though i thought that was that felt like the movie i what my problem with that is that like more is better introduced this theme that would have worked really well for the entire show from the beginning but it was in the last like 15 minutes of it and also it became an important way that the show wrapped itself up because then she mentions the stars and the stars is how she closes the show and i'm like this should have been here from the beginning this should have been here in song two we should be connecting back to song two not enough interwoven recurring melody like they tried to do it they tried to da 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 but that's not what i want no i want a little bit of more is better in there and i want a little bit of what's wrong with me and that's when i got the note that these are the shows that clock up broadway someone gets hurt reprise again because janice rolls up to the house Again, and like when they did this, I was like, oh, this was okay. This was how you take a theme and like riff on it and show how it changes over time. Someone gets hurt, started as the Mean Girls song. Yeah, yeah. And then later it was the song of the that the person who got hurt sang. Like that's a cool way to and, and like someone gets hurt has a better sonic like melody to it. I was like, plus Mean Girls, do this. Please. Thank you. Yeah. I want to watch the world burn. I thought that was at least clever, like burn book, world burn. That's how bad all I got, honestly. And this was the coolest show, not show. <laughs> this was graphic. not the coolest show. Yes, this was the coolest graphic that was put. I did see someone on Twitter the other day. I wish I could cite them. I should start citing the tweets that like I'm going to reference on the pod. That's a good note. Good but- note. Yeah, she posted, like, I really hope after the pandemic we go back to musicals where the set isn't just a giant screen behind them. Oh. And Mean Girls did not need this screen at all. No. They could have just had a set. Yeah, I think Mean Girls... Okay, so my set notes for the show fall back in line with my some of my story notes in that if the story had more of the metaphor about high school being like the animal kingdom, the set could have been really, really cool in finding the like visual parallels between high school and the animal kingdom. 
and like how it could change and tell the story. However, if you're gonna have like a projection screen as your set, do fucking cool stuff with it. And World Burn is the only song in the show that justified having this like projection yeah. screen because it's the only way that used it in a visually interesting way rather than just like relying on plot points to be projected on the screen a very unflattering a very flat way there was no like the set worked against the overall composition of the stage and the actor's movement and it just made everything like still and dull to look at i was like oh you make this hard to want to watch this yeah i agree i where are we in the notes i just completely agree <laughs> i just uh, we get i'd rather be me which i thought was like finally an empty poppy ballad that makes sense and fits and finally where i need barrett wilbur reed's voice to be also patty lapone Faye. that's what i call the carbon copy of Tina Fey for the Broadway version. Uh, Patty Lapone Fey, love That's, it. Yeah, Patty Lapone Fey. I think she kind of said all not all men in this one, like right before this. I don't Didn't remember. She the, kind of, yeah. Anything but that, Patty Lapone Fey. Seriously. Yeah, and then we get Fearless Reprise, Do This Thing, which is the Mathletes, and Icy Stars, which I had no notes for. I wasn't all that compelled. I I just. I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm tired. I wrote the way the show references quote, the generalized idea of quote unquote social media sounds like it was written by a boomer. Yeah. The way they talk about it, I'm like, your grandkid is on it and you're trying to understand it. Yeah. You know? I completely agree. I... I understand that people really like this movie and I'm not here to say that like because you liked this you have bad taste. I completely understand why this is a likable entertaining spectacle. I get it especially if you don't come to New York all that often and you want to show that you know especially just like if, if you love the movie but I just don't think this moves I just don't think this moves anything forward. I don't think it has that much. I don't think it has that much to add. It was so unbearably white, like maybe three ensemble members of color. Enough so that they could have the table of black kids at the school that she can make it a fool of herself in the one number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that hard to really put some work into making this a meaningful adaptation versus a profitable adaptation. Mm -hmm. And it would have been equally as profitable while still being meaningful. You yeah. wouldn't have lost any profit. I promise. No, it's Mean Girls. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Mean Girls. People are going to show up. And you put big people in it. Laura Bell Bundy was in this too, right? Uh, I have For no idea. Bit. I, have no, I think I, she was. I didn't follow this at all. I just feel this. I feel about this the same way I felt about uh, the Rodgers and Hammerstein show, the first one they covered, King and I. It's like, Tina, baby, you've got a voice. People are going to listen to it. You have a following and people listen. Like, say something. Say something. something. <laughs> that is such a, like, something, anything, I am begging you. <laughs> it, it, you have such a platform and this was your musical debut and you could have given new people such a platform too. No one, did anyone, did any main character make their debut in this show? I don't think so. I think. I don't think so. I think everybody was Broadway royalty at this point. This just feels so tired at a time where we are begging for new stories. And I think there can be such 
powerful adaptations. I I really do. We're going to mm-hmm. do Color Purple as part of this season coming up in a few weeks. And I think that is a really powerful adaptation. Mm-hmm. I don't think just because the source material isn't original, like takes away its inherent value. I loved more than anything, the SpongeBob musical. That's true, Cassidy. And I love Shrek the musical. Don't put them on the same plane. It's really (laughs) not like that. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a uh, conversation for a different podcast, but... Mm -hmm. Abby and I are going to fist fight for whether (laughs) Shrek is allowed to be a podcast episode or not, because I'm adamantly against it. Right in. If you want Shrek, please email us. And if you want to be my friend, please don't. (laughs) But if you want to be my friend, please... Abby, today I was talking to someone on on the Broadway BS Facebook and they were like, is this Cassidy or Abby? Does it matter? (laughs) It does. One of us is pro Shrek and one of us is anti Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to tailor their comments to make sure they could vibe. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, man. Um, yeah, the, my favorite part of this show, that last little thing about Mean Girls is the bus. I did think that the bus was hilarious. Oh, the bus was brilliant. I thought the bus was hilarious. The bus came out of nowhere. It was done so well. I can't believe I didn't take that note because I was totally thinking I need to talk about the bus. The bus was great. Super well done. Yeah, I love how fast that happened. I was like, good. Cut to hard black. Yeah, that's that gives you the shock that I needed. Thank you and so Coach much. And Car was funny. You know, delivering the same dumb lines, but... Oh, the other thing I said is I cannot wait my kids to be in high school and I go see them do Mean Girls and them mm. just... I can't wait to hear them say the iconic lines that are in this show that are iconic because of the movie and just hear how they don't have the cultural context of the movie. Gosh, you know what I'm saying? It feels so out of touch now. It feels like this was based on the movie and I felt like it didn't have the cultural context of the movie. (laughs) I just mean like when they say, you go Glen Coco, everybody's parents is going to be like, yeah. And the kids are going to be like, why is that something? Why is that the moment that they lost their minds? That's a good take. Yeah, this just, this isn't my kind of musical folks. And I love poppy Broadway belt city. I love a good teenage belt and I love some camp and I love it just it wasn't there for me and I am sorry that this was one of the ones that had to close during the pandemic but I wasn't that happy about it being open before I knew we had a impending plague and I do sincerely hope that everybody that lost their job finds new jobs soon all of the actors I thought I don't have any acting notes I just thought the material was not good actors designers musicians anybody that was working on the show and i gotta talk a little oh yeah i still feel bad for him but like i didn't agree anybody that was working on this show and this was their source of income i sincerely hope that this does not permanently damage any of your finances i hope that you guys are chilling out i have nothing to offer you because my finances are permanently damaged we have no monetary funds if if, once we look get us more (laughs) listeners and we'll start a Broadway BS Actors Fund. Yeah, we gotta, we'll do we gotta that. get the ad money first, folks. <laughs> do you have a small business you want to advertise for on Broadway BS? Call we us. have 400 captive listeners for you. <laughs> captives. <laughs> We've got you now, suckers. It's a captive. <laughs> oh, man. sending you love next week we are watching sweet charity oh we're kicking it we're going back back in time everybody 
a big spender. Okay, you probably, if you're like, what on earth is Sweet Charity? You know at least three songs from it already, I promise. And I'm saying that even if you're like a person who's never seen a musical ever. Yeah, and also we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get back to calling Broadway bullshit out, right? Cause we're gonna have to talk about Bob Fosse in the house. We're gonna have to talk about Bob Fosse. We're gonna, we're gonna go back. We're gonna actually handle feminism, unlike Mean Girls the musical. <laughs> Except for Karen, shout out Karen, feminist icon. <laughs> yeah, folks, as always, peanut butter us. If you loved this musical and just have a totally different take that we didn't see, please share it, share us. And the pot. We would love more listeners. Yeah. I, I'm going to, this is an interesting personal plug. I was going to say it at the beginning and I totally forgot. Everyone should sit down if they're missing some theater magic and watch In and of Itself on Hulu. Oh yeah. You told me to watch that and I think I'm going to oh, watch it today. Oh my goodness. I watched it and then I sat everyone who lives in my boyfriend's house down and made them watch it again with me the next day. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Maybe it I'll make great. my boys. They all loved it. Very, very good. I made all the men that I live with watch Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire last night. Ah. Shout out. Abby and I are both in some New Girl adjacent times right now. <laughs> we should write New Girl the musical. See, the, what hurts me is that it won't be long until that's the kind of shit we're putting off Broadway. We already kind of are. Yeah. Oh God, the first TV to musical adaptation. Well, they had The Office for, it was like an off-Broadway kind of parody type bit for a little bit. And they had Friends that they tried to do that was also off-Broadway. And they had the Kardashians one. I'm begging you, if you're a musical artist, if you write musicals or plays, please just tell me a story and use the musical medium intentionally and with purpose because that's what I want to see again. That's what I want to see so badly. Please, 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 please don't do a movie adaptation unless there is a very specific reason and I can see it. Please, I'm begging you. Also, <sighs> books. They're great. You know what I wouldn't complain about? A book turned into a musical. A book? A, a pot? Maybe you want to make Broadway bullshit a podcast a musical and you cast me and oh, Cassidy? but these two crazy girls just critiquing <laughs> musicals during a pandemic. Yeah, that'd be so cute. Cassidy, you're a soprano, right? I, yeah, I'm like a mezzo. I'm an alto, so you know what? Our voices will blend. <laughs> yeah, perfect, folks. We got you on those high harmonies. Awesome bullshitters. We appreciate you. We look forward to the season we have lined up. We have a lot of good things coming. We, yeah, y'all really, like, kept at it and sustained us over the break, and we're excited to be doing this again. Yeah. And we appreciate all of you. Thank you to y'all. Thank you to our Emperor Marketing. Thank you to Roommate of the Pod, Brian. Oh, we love her made of the pod. Thank you Brian. to Tina Fey for understanding. Thank you to... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we know you're listening, Tina, and we hope you'll accept our comments with grace. Uh, thank you to Lin-Manuel Miranda for making Bring It On the musical, and thank you to Liza Kay for the theme music. I don't know. Lin and I, I just read the play at The Haunting of Lin-Manuel Miranda, and we're sitting a little challenging right now. Okay, well, I'm going to read it, and maybe I'll resend my thank you next week, but as for now, <laughs> I still appreciate Bring It On the musical so very much. <laughs> Beautiful. Love it. Love y'all. Bye, bullshitters. Bye, bullshitters. Bye, bullshitters.